0: Well hello Jubilee Church Teesside. What a joy it is for us to better speak to you today and uh, to better encourage you with what I feel God is saying. In fact, I was out walking and I felt God say, this is a real page turning moment. And uh, it kind of made me look again at some of the scriptures that God has said over us as uh, Jubilee Church Teesside and of course the famous one, being Isaiah 61. But as I looked, I felt God say, no, turn the page, turn it over. Uh, There's a new chapter that's going to be happening, uh, even from today. And uh, I want to preach to you out of something God's been speaking to me about, out of Isaiah chapter 62. It's a page turning moment. There's something new that God is doing and wants to do amongst us as Jubilee Church Teesside. So let me read to you uh, the first few verses of Isaiah chapter 62. It says this, for Zion's sake I'll not keep silent, for Jerusalem's sake I will not remain quiet, till her righteousness shines out like the dawn and her salvation like a blazing torch. Nations will see your righteousness and all kings your glory. You'll be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You'll be a crown of splendour in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. No longer will they call you deserted or your land desolate, but you'll be called Hepsibar, which means my delight is in her, and your land Beulah, which means married, for the Lord will take delight in you. And your land will be married. And as a young man marries a maiden, so will your sons marry you. And as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you. And I feel God is speaking to you particularly today and saying this. I want to underline the call afresh to build my church. This is all about the church Of Jesus Christ. It's all about getting the church central, getting the church in the right place. When Isaiah here speaks uh, about Zion and he speaks about Jerusalem, this is a place of God's dwelling. This is a place where God's name and his reputation was seen on display to the nation and the nations. It was all about God's glory. It was all about a place where God dwelt. It was a place of God's habitation. And when the Bible talks about that, in the New Testament, it refers to Zion and Jerusalem and the city of God as the church. It says this in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, you've come to the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God, the church of the firstborn. See, God no longer resides in a physical city. He no longer resides in a physical temple. He resides in a body called the church. He resides in this new living temple with living stones come together to form his dwelling. Paul's going to write in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 22. In Christ, in him, you are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit and I believe today God wants to open your eyes afresh to the glory of the church you see we can become a little bit comfortable with the church we can just see it as a great place of friendship or a place where we do a few community activities a bit of social action no God wants us to realize the utter glory of the church he wants us to realize the beauty of the church. He wants us to realize that his heart is for the church. Have you been captivated by the church? I can remember as a 16 year old boy walking into a church just like Jubilee, a church like ours, and being overwhelmed by the glory of the church, being overwhelmed by the beauty of the church. You see, as this passage is going to go on to talk about, it's going to be really. Inspired by love. It's going to go to talk about like a bride being loved by a bridegroom. It's going to talk about in chapter, uh, in verses three to five, it's like uh, it talks about uh, you being delighted over your land, going to be married as a young man marries a maiden, so your sons marry you, a bridegroom rejoice over his bride, so your God rejoices over you. This is not just about an organisation, this is the bride of Christ and God loves the bride and he wants you to have your eyes open to the glory and the majesty of the church. We're not just an organisation friends, we really are the bride of Christ. Paul is going to say in Romans chapter 7, he's going to say you're married to the one who's risen from the dead. He's going to say in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 2, I've promised you to one husband, to Christ, to present you to him as a pure virgin. This is the church. This is the one that he has given his life for. And in eternity, in this new heaven and this new earth, actually, it's going to be the consummation of a marriage, a beautiful marriage of the lamb. Revelation 19. Come, let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. You see, this is what motivates us. It's love. It's like a bride and a bridegroom. That's a real sense of commitment. It's not a casual thing. It's a real committed relationship and being in the church and being a part of the church is a committed relationship. It's going to take all our investment. It's going to take all our energy. It's going to take our time. It's going to take our finance. It's going to take real commitment from us. But this is not a legalistic, heavy commitment. This is the joy of being married. This is the joy of love. This is love's compelling power. This is the love of God that constrains us, that compels us. You see, we're going to give our lives to a whole lot of stuff. We'll talk about in a moment how the church is going to shine out and change community. What's going to motivate us to do that? What's going to inspire us to do that? It's not heavy legalistic. It's not what your view of God is, as if he's some sort of divine teacher with a clipboard, ticking off things, some inspector, saying, so, well, have you done this right? Tut, tut, well, no, you haven't done that right. No, this is God rejoicing over his bride and inspiring and enduring his bride with passion and energy and love. Look at the words used here, splendor, delight, rejoiced over, the word Hepzibah, which means delightful, the word Beulah, which means married. God's view of the church is that he's passionately in love, with the church, with his bride. And he wants to inspire us, inspire you today with his passion. I love that view of God that we get in Zephaniah chapter 3. It says, he'll take great delight in you. He will renew you with his love and he'll rejoice over you with singing. This is what it says here in this Chapter in verse 5, that as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so your God will rejoice over you. God is singing and dancing and rejoicing over you, over us today. That's the beauty of the church, dear friends. That's the beauty of God who is delighting in his beautiful bride. I believe God wants to underline that for us today and say, do you still... Rejoice with God over His church? Do you love the church like He does? And do you love Him, the bridegroom? Or have you lost your first love? That's what uh, John is going to write in Revelation. It's like Jesus speaks and says, Look, you've lost your first love. Don't lose your first love. Don't lose that passion for God that passion for Jesus, that understanding that he's our lover, he's our bridegroom and he's going to inspire us and inspire you. As Paul is going to say in Corinthians, Christ's love compels us. As Isaac Watts wrote magnificently in his hymn, love so amazing, so divine, Demands my life, my soul, my all. When you get this love of God in your heart, when you say you are rejoiced over that you are loved passionately by God, when you get that love in your heart, it changes everything. It compels you. It moves you. And what it does, it moves you to love those around you. And this is the second thing that I feel God wants to say to us today in Jubilee Church, Teesside. That He wants us to love the church, but that the church is going to change the world. The church is an agent for the kingdom. God's rule being expressed out of the church into life. It talks in this passage about her righteousness shining out like the dawn and her salvation being Like a blazing torch. It's so important, dear friends, that we don't keep this love to ourselves as we celebrate this wonderful new building uh, that God's been giving us. It's not about filling the building, it's about an explosion out from the building into the communities that we love and that God wants us to serve and minister into with His love and His passion. It says in Isaiah 44. Shout aloud, burst into song, for the Lord has redeemed Jacob and has displayed his glory in Israel. Now, God wants to display his glory in you, but he wants to display that in life, in community. And he wants you to be ones like this, shining out, a blazing torch that others might see Your righteousness. And I feel God would say there's a new visibility coming to us in Jubilee Church Teesside. There's a sense in which we've been hidden away uh, on a little back road. Now God's bringing us to a main road. It's like we've been hidden away in a little back room. God's going to bring us out into a front room. It's like we've been in backwaters and God wants to bring us to the main stream, the main river. This is about the kingdom, the rule, the reign, the authority of God shining out in every part of life. Now, that's going to be seen by our lifestyle. It's going to be seen by how we love one another. Jesus said this. All men will know you're my disciples if you love one another. The quality of the love of God that we experience together is going to be seen. It's going to be visible. Jesus said The church is going to be like a city on a hill. It's going to be shining out. It's going to be visible. It's light. It's going to shine into all the darkness. And I believe that God's kingdom, God's rule, God's reign is going to be expressed even more clearly in this season for you in Jubilee Church Teesside. That he's going to use your social action. He's going to use your friendships he's going to use your community work in fact he's just going to use wherever you are like have a look at your watch what time is it right now where will you be tomorrow where will you be the next day the next day The that's where God wants your light to shine and he wants you wherever you are whatever you're doing whatever your calling is whatever your work situation whatever your living arrangements are whatever community God has put you in That's where God wants his kingdom rule to shine with authority. Whatever he's called you to be, whatever he's called you to do, that's where he wants the love of the church and the love of Christ that's in us to shine. The mercy, the kindness, the love, the goodness of God. That's where he wants you to be. So it's great that we celebrate this building It's great that we can come together, but there's a sense that it's not come and see, it's go and tell. Now, it's good to be together. It's good to celebrate what God has done. But it's in order that we might be sent out from this place with the power of the Holy Spirit in the rule and the reign and the kingdom of God to express that kingdom, that rule, that reign in everyday life. So, These are the words that I feel God is saying. We're the church, the beautiful bride of Christ. We're called to display the kingdom, the rule and the reign of God in everyday life. And thirdly, we're called to reach the nations. Kingdom and nations are words that God wants us to have on our lips more and more. So it says in this passage, the nations will see your righteousness and all kings your glory. I believe that as God takes us out of the back street into the high street, the main street, as he takes out of the back room into the front room, as he takes out of the side stream into the main river, there's going to be a new visibility for us as Jubilee Church side, and that's going to result in new nations being reached. Now that's not just different coloured skins, Because it can be the nations or the tribes, if you like, of Stockton and Middlesbrough and Harlepool and Redcar and and Thorderby and the the Yarm and the areas where we're around. It also is the villages. It's also young people's groups. It's retired groups. It's areas where people congregate around. I don't know, it might be a sport. It might be a hobby. It might be something they do. It might be a particular musical genre. But God's going to cause us to have influence in these nations in these family groups now it's also going to be the literal nations we have had haven't we the joy in jubilee of having the nations coming to us of having people of different ethnicities and different tribes and languages come and be with us God wants to increase that not decrease it and God wants to speak to us about going to the nations it's wonderful to send Sarush and Mavesh To the nations. What a joy that was, and it's been great to hear from them recently. But that's the first of many. And God wants you to be a beautiful, diverse people men, women, young, old, educated, not so educated. Those who've been privileged in their upbringing, those who've been marginalised, black and white and different coloured skins. God wants to raise up a new humanity, a new community of people who are going to reach the world for Jesus, who are going to demonstrate heaven on earth, who are going to demonstrate the love of God and who are going to reach out to nations. So I'm going to prophesy that as we come into this building, God wants to send us out to the nations. He wants to increase your reach to different nationalities and to touch different nations. It's something that I think God is putting on our hearts. You see, that was the original call of Israel to bless every family. It's what God said to Abraham, one day you're going to bless every family on planet earth and that happened in Pentecost when the Spirit came on and the Spirit of Jesus came on them and suddenly they were to go from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria and even to the ends of the earth and it says in Acts chapter 13, this is what the Lord has commanded us, I've made you to be a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. So as we celebrate this building, as we celebrate what God's done in giving us this facility, it's so that your reach might be extended. It's so that you might go to further and farther places in the world. Now, let's bring this into a landing. I believe God wants and is doing something new. With you," it says in verse two, "you'll be given a new name." Now, I don't think God wants to rename the church, but there's a sense of newness, something that is from the Lord. It says, "The mouth of the Lord will bestow." And It's like we're coming out of this lockdown and there's been a a rearranging, a a refitting, a a re-engineering. And God has been doing something new. I thought God spoke to me actually for Darlington Church just down the road recently. And uh, it's fascinating what God's been doing with them in lockdown and how actually their reach, even in lockdown, has been extended. I think you've probably heard they've been... Seeing in their food bank some 20, 30, 40 people who've become Christians and know Jesus during this season. It's like God's doing a new thing amongst them. That's not limited to Darlington. God is doing it in Stockton and Middlesbrough and Hartlepool and Redcar and Yarm and Thornaby and Stokesley and Ayton. Great. It's all God's doing something new and it's of a rearranging of us. It's like the illustration I used for them, I felt good to speak to me, was of the little caterpillar, the little grub, and uh, sometimes we can feel like that, we can feel like this little grub-like church, or grub-like people. We're just nothing, We're, we're nobody, we're just little caterpillars. But actually during this lockdown, it's like we've been cocooned. It's like we've been in this chrysalis, it's like we've been locked in, locked down, and We used to have a bit of movement. We used to be able to move like a caterpillar. But suddenly we've been locked in and locked down. But God's been doing some reshaping in your heart and in my heart and in our communities. And he's been rearranging us, the same DNA, but rearranged, fresh and new and vibrant. And I prophesy that we're going to come out of this lockdown different. We're going to come out like a butterfly. We're going to come out with new ability to fly. We're going to come out with new wings. We're going to come out no longer being earthbound as a grub, but heavenbound as a new community with new authority with new scope with new nations to reach with new expressions of the kingdom new social action new mercy new kindnesses new friendships new authority new power in the gospel friends God is doing something in us God is the God of the fresh start he's the God of the new start although he is he never changes his mercies are new every morning And God wants to say, there's a newness to what I'm doing amongst you at the moment in Teesside. There's a kind of like a renaming. And that's what happens with characters in the Bible. God renames them. Abraham, father of many, becomes father of nations. Simon becomes Peter the rock. God wants to rename some of you. Jacob the twister, the supplanter, becomes Israel, Prince with God. And some of you have been named. Names have been spoken over some of you. and Names have been spoken over us as a church, maybe. Sometimes cruel names, sometimes unkind words. And God's coming to rename us with blessing. Rename us with fruitfulness. Rename us as a community that displays love, that brings authority into communities. Goes to the ends of the earth. God's giving fresh confidence. It's the confidence of a bride who's loved, of a bridegroom. It's the confidence of the church who's going to arise and shine and let her light be seen. It's the confidence of a people who know they're loved by God and being sent by God afresh. Dear friends, God's doing something new amongst us in Jubilee. A new name, new purpose, new vision, new impetus, new filling, new mercy, new mission. Dear friends, God's with us at this time. Bless you.